Here's a guy I imagine has met a few governor generals, governor's general, I should say, um, since the governor general actually is the head of the armed service. Uh, Mark Tuohy is here on the morning brief. Good to have you, sir. Good morning, sir. I'm interested in your story because the fact that they didn't tell you uh, that she was coming probably means they didn't know for sure that she was going to get there. And so, hmm, yeah. makes my mind wonder. Well, I mean, I, I should confess, uh, you know, I wasn't. it wasn't the moment that she walked into the room that I found out about it, but they didn't tell me, they didn't tell me, they didn't tell me, and then an hour before the event, I pop open a script, and the governor general's name was there. So then I had to walk from our studios to police headquarters going, how am I going to do this? How do I do this? What? Uh, <laughs> and I was dressed like I was going for dinner at a golf course. <laughs> anyway. Well, and was she well-dressed? Because she has a very nice budget for clothes, so I hope she was put you to shame. Yeah, I know. I've been seeing a lot of people squawking about that. Apparently $117,000 for dry cleaning. I don't know how you get there. Well, you know, when, with, when you used to have the ostrich feather caps and the, and the gold braided uniform, I think you probably needed that. So. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling a lot of expenses for people like the governor general, the prime minister, leader of the opposition, they have servants and they have protocols and maybe they, you know, dry clean your suit every single time you wear it, which is excessive. You'd never do that in your private life, but you don't even know about it. But anyway, let's keep moving. Uh, Blue Jays season coming to an end. Not sure if you were watching the game last night i got on the bandwagon i'm off it now <laughs> i was not watching but i did pop up in my timeline as people debated whether it was the world economic forum that decided to pull the pitcher in the fourth <laughs> inning uh but uh, that seemed like a questionable decision but in the moment you can't really second guess uh, you know the, the the coach on the bench but uh i i was put off the night before when i saw the uh, you know videos of the team celebrating as they do uh, I guess a couple of nights before when they had clinched a wild card sort of the last desperate chance desperate chance into the into the uh, the postseason and it means you're better than all the other teams that didn't even get that but it just always seems to me like they celebrate too early and I think that you know once you've had the celebration you're done it doesn't really get better from that. Yeah, I think some people were actually flagging that as uh, a hex, you know, that it's you, if, if you start celebrating before the actual postseason, then you're putting a curse on yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure if I believe in the superstition part of it, but I do know just from human psychology and working with soldiers and people in critical situations, if you, you know, if you tell yourself that you're done, which is what a celebration really is, then you're probably done. You know, and, and if there's another, you know, six weeks of work to do, well, it's not going to be your best. Okay, so um, there are uh, threats allegedly against schools. Again, I think this is mostly a social media phenomenon, but you know what? We're going to have to post guards and police officers in Brampton this morning. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, the police the decision not to tell the press which schools they are. Anybody driving around Brampton is going to be able to see which schools they are, so I'm not entirely sure what the utility of that decision is, except to make every parent of every student at every school in Brampton concerned when they probably don't need to be. Yeah, I got a text from one listener who said, I'm a teacher going to one of those schools this morning. Wish me luck. Uh, Toronto paramedics say we hit a code red earlier this week, which means all of the paramedics are tied up on paperwork and nobody's actually available for a call.
Yeah, and that is concerning because it is a problem. Uh, it's important, though, to separate the wheat from the chaff. Code red is not a term that Toronto paramedics use other than the union. They kind of created that term in you know, particularly to sort of get our dander up and to be concerned and to get our attention. Code red. Oh, my God. Uh, and it does deserve our attention. But this is a communication coming from the union, not coming from the people responsible for actually making sure ambulances show up where they need to show up. Although uh, the big problem is, and it's related to the other story you were talking about in terms of people walking away, abandoning emergency rooms. And you you hit the nail on the head with your story. I was in a year ago almost uh last week uh the hospital with a heart attack and you know the people that brought me there stayed with me and there was a whole bunch of uh, paramedics just hanging around killing time doing paperwork that didn't have to be done in the hospital it's just that they weren't able to turn me over to somebody and so half the ambulances in the division are parked in the hospital while they wait and that is a problem that needs to be sorted out and i haven't seen anybody really in the healthcare system come up with many innovative solutions they're all kind of stuck in well we need more of what we had in the past and I'm not sure that's the case uh, you know I found out in that same trip that you know a big part of the problem with people lying around the emergency room was there was no place upstairs to put them in a ward because the wards were full and hospitals still in 2023 seem to only discharge patients from wards in morning rounds every day and so there's a natural backlog in there and you know it's time for a little more out-of-the-box thinking from our medical establishment. There is, as I think people know by now, a monument in a cemetery in Oakville to Ukrainian soldiers who fought under the Nazi flag. And now we discover, because they've been posting pictures of themselves, neo-Nazis and white nationalists have been making pilgrimages there and taking pictures and waving flags. So is it time for that thing to uh, be taken down? No, not at all. Uh, any more than it's time to take down a Sir John A. Macdonald uh, statue. Look, those soldiers, I have a soft spot for soldiers of any type, even yeah. bad guys. You know, they didn't choose most of them to be soldiers. They didn't choose uh, uh, their tasks. Uh, that's what a soldier's lot is. A soldier does what he or she is told, and they die uh, far too often because stupid politicians decide to use them for stupid reasons. So the 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 men primarily and, and women who are represented by that monument deserve to be remembered by their families and that, that's how they chose to remember them with the monument i don't have any quarrel with that even though they fought on the other side uh the white supremacists the neo-nazis who think that was uh, of a joyful period i have a problem with them but another solution is required thank you sir Take care. That is Mark Tui, advisor to business and political leaders and uh, frequent show host here at News Talk 1010 as well.